every day, $3,000, 2,800, 6,000, 4,000, 5,500, 3,500. I'm printing money like I'm wiping my ass with it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to First Blood, my podcast with my co-host Apathy, and we got Doug Sensor Martin here. This is powered by Esports GG, and if you guys are watching on YouTube, you guys can also find us on Spotify and on iTunes. The links will be down in the description below, but how's everybody doing? There's a new face app. How you doing, man? My little co-host for this. Uh, I'm excited to do this podcast, man. Hey, I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited to kick this off, and uh, you know, I'm even more excited that we have the one and only Doug Sensor Martin in the house. How you doing, Doug? Doug Center Martin. This guy's known me for like 10 years. He still can't even say my gamer tag. This guy, this guy used to call me trash can when I play with him. Now he's calling me center. Here we go. How you doing, I'm Dougie? Doug. I'm fantastic. I love you guys. How you doing? Oh, doing great, doing baby. I'm ready to start this, Doug. Let's go ahead and get right into it, man. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, there's a, you know, you've, you've had some hot uh, topics, I guess we could uh, discuss about, and there's been a lot of talk on the war zone side of things, on the, the Vanguard rank side of things, but let's just go ahead and uh, I'm going to get right into it with you. Like you said, you're an open book. So let's start it out. Let's talk about kind of the whole hacking situation. Obviously there's been a lot of talk about on Twitter, uh, on YouTube, on Twitch, on everything, on your personal streams. Uh, kind of fill me in on that. You know, you're doing your road to number one ranked player, and uh, I think you came across a lot of sus gameplay, is what I like to say, uh, that you kind of wanted to take a deep dive into. Listen, there's so many hackers on Vanguard ranked. It's honestly pathetic that this anti-cheat isn't doing anything. I manually have to DM people from Sledgehammer to get them banned, and I have to submit proof of them. So the most blatant one I got is a guy being completely racist, aimbotting, aimlocking, all that stuff. This has been going on for a long time. I put in 12-hour days to Vanguard rank daily, and I said enough is enough. This hacking is getting out of hand. I had a buddy who messaged me um, about this software that he developed, but I didn't really pay attention to it. I kind of just brushed it to the side. And then he messaged me again about a week later, and he showed me it working. And I was, I was a little bit skeptical. I'm like, this is a bold take. This is a bold claim to say that you have a program to detect hackers. But the way he explained his story, everything really added up. And he showed me everything that I needed to see to, to make me convinced that the program is real and it works. So originally, our idea was to only expose the Vanguard ranked players. And then things kind of just escalated into something different. And by different, do you mean uh, Nadia different? Well, I think that Nadia right now is, her gimmick is that people want to see if she's cheating all the time. That's what's really yeah. making her stand out. And on top of that, she is pretty. She's pretty good at Call of Duty as well. So if you combine all those things into one, that really makes sense for her growth. And I think it's pretty great and smart that she's capitalizing on all of it. I saw what she was doing and I was like, you know what? I could kind of mirror and, and play off of her troll in a way. Like all she does is just troll the internet every day. So this whole hacking thing, everyone wants me to expose Nadia. I, I told people countless times, I was like, guys, this program can't expose Nadia. We can't expose her. I can't do it. This, this isn't going to work. <laughs> I can make an opinion video on Nadia and tell you guys how I feel about her, but I can't expose her. So when the internet came out and all these sheep came out and all these clout chasing YouTubers with like 10 million subs who used my content for their clout came out and said all the things that they said, the only thing I could really do is just laugh in their face because I told everyone that Nadia is not getting exposed. I told everyone in the world, my video on Nadia has nothing to do with exposing her at all. But for some reason, everyone wanted to make it about exposing Nadia. So I think the timing between this Vanguard ranked program and Nadia's popularity on if she's a cheater or not really just transform into this different beast. And I find it hilarious from my point of view, just to sit back and look at it all play out. Cause I'm 10 steps ahead of this whole thing. And I'm just waiting to pull all my strings slowly right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel you, Doug. And I, I think like what you said, you kind of played the cards well. I mean, you obviously explained. I remember I was watching your live stream. I think you had like, what, thirteen or 14,000 viewers watching you on Twitch. And you literally said right away, like, this only is to expose people who are using this specific program on Vanguard. Um, and like you said, I think she's such a big influence right now in the Warzone scene that everybody was curious, like, hey, can Doug Sensor Martin be that guy and exposer? Um, but like you said, the program does not go all the way to Warzone and uh, couldn't dive that deep into it. I don't know. Stuff will unfold I mean, for people that are hacking, I think. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, Jerry, you and I talk about it all the time. Nadia is playing her cards right, Doug. She's playing chess while all these people are playing checkers, just like you. I mean, you got you guys are both like really good at doing this. It's honestly awesome to see, but I, I, I like that. I like what you're doing. I like that you're baiting people into it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. You're being, you know, more unique, more creative than, you know, the basic stuff people do in this content world, especially in Warzone right now. And by the way, if you did not know, um, she has acted before in some movies and or shows. I don't know. So she's an actor and um, she's doing a pretty good job right now, Doug. And she's just baiting them all in and it's hilarious to see. She has a great gimmick going for her. It's going to be hard to keep it up for a long time. So I think her acting skills are going to translate into other gimmicks as her career continues to develop. I'm a big fan, honestly. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Nadia. Um, the reason I decided to go through with it too, because I know a lot of people are curious about that. The reason I decided to go through with it is because she messaged me at five o'clock in the morning. And mm -hmm. I found that very suspicious, honestly. I was like, this girl really does everything in her power to make herself seem suspicious. And I know she isn't cheating. So I'm going to play along with it. I'm going to reverse Uno Nadia really hard right now. <laughs> I had her clenching her butt. Reverse. She was nervous, man. Yeah, she was so nervous. But I knew the entire time what I was doing. And I knew that a lot of people would think I'm a loser. And it's nothing I haven't heard before. I don't really give a fuck, honestly. Um, yeah, you don't At care. the end of the day, she's gained a lot of Twitter followers from it. I gained some Twitter followers from it. She's going to get more popularity. She's going to keep growing regardless of me, by the way. I know there's so many haters out there like, she doesn't need you. Well, every, everyone needs clout all the time. Everyone in this industry, no matter how big or small you are, needs each other. That's how you grow. And yeah. I, I saw a unique opportunity to do something different. I haven't been sparked with my creativity like this really since I met Yannette. Um, so I found it as an opportunity for me to spark my creativity and get my juices flowing going into the new year with my team. And we have a lot of, obviously, tournaments planned and coming up, and we have to win and, you know, everything that you've done before brian but that's separate from the content game so i kind of want to just intertwine everything into one and um it's going exactly how i want it to and I'm, I'm really happy with the results so far absolutely and i know brian you wanted to talk to him a little bit about the uh the video he made uh recently <laughs> so, yeah go ahead so, and Doug, take it off i mean um so we were talking about nadia you said you're a big fan of her um we kind of just want to pick your brain you know how did the whole proposing you know going to rebirth island idea kind of started and like what what made you go down that route well like i said uh from the beginning even on monday when i tweeted a new new video on friday so i i had this whole thing planned out for about a week on how i was going to go do this and what my plan was going to be i was like you know what i didn't know if i was going to propose to nadia i didn't know what i wanted to end it with but yeah. once she started like dming me at 5 a.m and i know that the girl that dm'd her was a cheater so mm. I know Nadia isn't a cheater and I know Nadia is probably super paranoid about it, but for Nadia to message me that early in the morning and then for me to go on my live stream and say, I think she's scared. She messaged me at 5am <laughs> and then she's like, that's not what happened at all. I hope the clicks are going to be worth it. Goodbye. And she unfollowed me immediately. I was like, oh all right, Nadia, God. I'm about to, I'm about to give you an alley-oop right now. And I think you're going to really appreciate it. And the second it happened, 
she laughed. She followed me right away. I told her it was all love. And uh, she was like, great work. You know, she was like, I can't believe people think we're in on this together. <laughs> the, the whole proposal to me, really, it kind of accumulated throughout the week. I didn't know exactly how I wanted to end the video, but I knew my one intention was to only help boost Nadia even further down the path that she's going down right now. It was never to bring her down. So my intentions the entire time were very true. I just didn't know how I wanted to execute the punchline at the end. The reason I decided to do the proposal is because I really see a lot of Nadia in me in terms of the way she goes about her life, saying she's the best female Warzone player in the yeah. world. <laughs> Clearly she isn't. I mean, she <laughs> plays in her bot lobbies all day long. And But the thing with me that I could relate to about that is that the whole world tells me all the time that I'm trash and I'm never going to win, even though I'm a champion. People treat me like I'm a garbage COD player Damn when straight. in reality... I'm a four-time champ, and I've only lost one Mickey Mouse finals to Crim Mickey Six, Mouse. and I, and I was 10,000 people. You were with yeah. me. I mean, that, we were that on a That was a Mickey team. Mouse. I don't care. People, you know, saying we lost that one, Doug, that, does, that one does not count for us. Adam Apicella came out, said it counted, so I'll take the L because it's Adam and he's goaded. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, that's a Mickey Mouse final. But, yo, I'm a, I'm a Call of Duty champion, and I've been clowned for years. People telling me that I'm not good enough, that I'm trash, that I'm this, that I'm that. I'm looking at this girl, Nadia, and I look at her like she's the first female in this space like obviously you have like phase Kaylee, you have Natasha, you have some of these girls in the war zone scene that are doing their thing and doing well, but she's really exploding. And, and her whole yeah. gimmick is, is really staying strong throughout the hate. She baits people into hating her and then she capitalizes on the hate and makes them her fans. And for me, I feel like I really missed the opportunity to do that when I broke up with Yannette because I jumped into another relationship and I wanted to protect my girlfriend's feelings. I never wanted to do the things that I wanted to do. All of the stuff that Nadia is doing with this cheating is really the the memes that I wanted to make about myself when I broke up with Yannette. So Nadia really inspired me, and I really saw a lot of similarities in myself and her, and I want to be an actor. She wants to be an actress. I want to win a world championship. She obviously isn't going to ever do that with Call of Duty. She's just going to be a Rebirth Warzone streaming content creator, content. going yeah. into skidding, skits or whatever. But like, I have really big dreams as well. So I really look at the the best level and the best version of people and I see this image of Nadia becoming this mainstream actress through Call of Duty Warzone because people thought she was cheating and she just master manipulated all of them and then she becomes this mainstream actress one day and I feel like one day I'm going to win a world championship, win an Oscar for acting in movies, become the president of our country. <laughs> so, I mean, I see a lot of similarities and I thought the ballsiest thing to do would be to propose without saying any words get a world championship ring, which I couldn't get in the amount of time I needed. So I just got my sister's engagement ring instead. Oh, okay. and okay. I figured I could start an entire storyline by a failed proposal with Nadia. And when she came out and said that she likes women, I thought that was great because it really just gave my universe that I have in my head an entire lifetime supply of content with one specific person. And the only other time I've done that was with Yannette. So I really see this opportunity. I already have, a year storyline written out in my head on what I could do with Nadia and how Bro. I could I could double that girl's subs in one day on YouTube. I mean, I have so much power right now because of this controversy and because of the amount of hatred towards me to really boost and capitalize both of us in a way that I find really fun and creative. And that's what makes me so drawn to it. I don't really do things unless if I find them fun and creative. And Nadia is fascinating to me and I love her success. And I think a lot of these other people are trying to do the same thing I'm doing. They just don't do it as creatively. Like they make these little skits about getting caught cheating with Nadia or Nadia caught, catches them cheating or whatever. And I'm just like, ah, that's mid. Like, let's yeah. step our game up a little bit. Let's do something mm -hmm. a little bit more interesting here. Doug, I got to ask you with that. Like, is that something that takes you a lot long, like a while, I guess, to come up with? Or is that something that comes naturally to you? Like you just kind of see 
I don't know, the long-term goal with, like you said, you could write a skit for a year with uh, different content to make with it. Is it something that you kind of just think of right away or how's that work? It comes straight to me. It's very natural. When it happens, I just go. I don't really look back on it. I think things through very thoroughly. So just understand, guys, when I post stuff, I really think it through. So when I see some people, well, the majority of people coming out like hating on me, I have a very long-term plan at play. And um, <laughs> just know like, I don't do anything unless it's 110%. And I think a lot of things through. When, when people try to question credibility or things like that, I don't really care. I'm trying to be nice. I don't really care. Because I know exactly what my intentions are and the truth will always come out. So they, they come naturally, Jerry. They come naturally and I feel very blessed for it. And um, the show goes on. I got a lot of things planned and I'm really excited for, for everything coming up this year, honestly. I, yeah, I got to say real quick, Doug, because like the more you talk about Nadia and just like in general, you guys are actually so alike. And, and it's crazy <laughs> to say, bro, like your, your, your mentality, like the content, like the way you guys, you know, like I'm the best female Warzone player. You always talk about how you're the best, you know, four-time champion, you know what I'm saying? It's actually crazy to see. Like, when I think of Nadia, I, she actually reminds me of you as, like, the like the persons you are and as a content creator. Like, she, like when she started blowing up and baiting people and making, like, this a little bit crazier content, it just really, you know, hearing you say all the stuff, it's, like, so true. It's actually crazy to think about. She shows me the side of myself that I've always wanted to let out. And I think that's another reason why people are so surprised because they just look at me as this morally correct person yeah. that does everything the right way and never steps on people's toes. But I have another side of me that I want to show people. And <laughs> I thought Nadia would be a great way of showing that to people. And it worked. And um, everything I attach myself to will continue showing that side of me in a way. But obviously, you need balances in life. There's other passions and things too, like, you know. It's not all about just baiting people all the time on the internet, but it is pretty fun to do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I know I've had a great time watching it, Doug, because it's uh, pretty hysterical how you can make good content out of it. And like you said, yeah. the short form videos, the proposal stuff, create long form videos. And like you said, it kind of comes naturally to you. So it's been really cool to watch. But I want to switch things over to kind of, you know, you spoke a little bit about it, how uh, you haven't had this like kind of passion and whatnot and like, how you've dropped everything in life. You dropped your, your girlfriend for a long time. Uh, let's talk about your plans kind of for Modern Warfare 2. Obviously, you are 27 now, correct? 28. Uh, 28. Okay, 28 years old. Uh, you're still trying to get that ring. I know we've talked multiple different times. You're going to work hard. You're working your way through the pit. Uh, you're still with Boston Academy right now. And I saw your tweet, I think it was yesterday, talking about or today about how you're working kind of through the pit with two of your brothers and somebody new. So talk to me about the team. Plans for MW2, goals, uh, different things like that. So team is me, Kyle, Sean, and the, the fourth is pretty obvious. We haven't formally announced him yet, so I don't okay. want to just say it, but it. it's pretty obvious who our fourth is going to be. And this is really the first time since I played with you, Brian, uh, ever since we got traded off phase and went to Prophecy. Really yeah. from that point on until now, I haven't had any good teams or any good opportunities. And um, I really feel that going through the pit, in Modern Warfare, being on the subliners, not being allowed to play COD, wasted the entire year. The money wasn't worth it. Uh, Farzam, thank you. I appreciate the money. But truly, like when I look back, that's the biggest regret I've made was taking that bag to sit on the bench and do nothing. I don't think he had bad intentions, but it just wasted a year of my life. And in competitive COD, a year is like a decade. We all know this. So that was very valuable. And uh, it was a great lesson, though. And I decided not to renew it in New York for year two. They wanted to renew me on a cheaper rate. They wanted to do the academy, the stuff, the same thing I'm doing with Boston. It would have been great for me to renew when I look back, but my pride said, screw that. You guys made me false promises. I'm not doing this. I'm out. And I went out on my own in Challengers as a 27-year-old. And man, let me tell you, 
Nobody cared about me. Nobody wanted to play with me. No one believed in me. It was tough, dude. It was the hardest thing I've ever encountered. I've always come back to competitive COD and made it as a pro and won because I'm really good. But the stigma that I had around me was so strong where it didn't matter what I did. It was tough to just see any progression as a player. And every top 32, every top 16, if I was lucky, rarely I'd get a top eight towards the end of Cold War when I found a decent amateur team. I mean, never quit, man. And even this year too, going to my first land, getting top 48, worst placing of my life. I knew things had to change quick. And I'm just really proud of the team and how we bounced back because our careers were on the line at that moment in time. And all of us, we all needed each other to band together and put our foot down and grind. And we obviously got better results. We got fifth, we got fourth, then we got third. So we just kept getting better. And now we got this great player coming over from Europe. And I know we're going to have a lot of success. So just going through all these trials and tribulations, just like you, Brian, you know what I'm talking about. I just know yeah. exactly where I'm going to end up. I, I just know that the experience that I've been through and the, the, the things I've had to deal with through internet hate, through breaking up with a model, through being in the dumps of challengers, through not being respected by players, to slowly gaining the credibility back as a player is really fun. But honestly, I don't really care because I know exactly where I'm going to end up. It's going to be on a stage lifting a trophy and it's going to be with the people that I spend all my time with. And that's really what I focus on every day when I play. I'm not on a time schedule. I don't have a clock. I don't have to retire at 29 or 30 or 31 or 32. I don't have any family or babies or kids or wife or girlfriend. I got my two dogs. I got the game. I got my team. And I'm going to do things that haven't been done before. So enjoy yeah. the show because <laughs> I have really big dreams and I fully plan on executing every single one of those dreams. And I hope it inspires people that despite any hardships you go through, despite how bad things can be or how great things that I've had so many great moments uh, and in life, I've had so many championships, big months on YouTube, viral videos with 10 million views, supermodel girlfriend that everyone thinks I'm so happy with and yada, yada, yada. And I've also had these lows where people think I'm a loser for failed proposing to Nadia and <laughs> spreading false information saying I'm, I'm having proof of Nadia cheating and I propose and it backfire because I'm scared of her. Like these joke of her Twitter accounts with millions of followers, like tweeting out fake news. It's like, yo, I don't really care. I've literally seen and heard it all. I'm undestructible at this point. I'm literally unbreakable. And I'm so focused on my goal. No noise is going to change my goal and no noise is going to affect my decision-making. So it's, it's a great feeling to go through challenges, Jerry. It's a great feeling to, to be humbled. It's a great feeling to feel like you're not worthy and you lose confidence in yourself. It's great to go through that. You need that in life to reach even higher highs. And I'm really about to be on that level right now. And I can't wait. Damn. I'm that was dark. deep. <laughs> I want to talk about it real quickly. You obviously make a lot of sacrifices to do all this. Like, you know, like you just said, are all those sacrifices worth it? You know, losing your girlfriend, not having relationships, sacrificing money that you could be making on YouTube and streaming, like all you're, you're sacrificing a lot to continue to compete in challengers and just have a shot of going pro. Is it all worth it to you at the end of the day? Absolutely. Money comes and goes. I don't care about the money. I saw this, this joke of a YouTuber with 10 million subs saying I made an eight minute video to monetize it. Boy, I used a copyrighted song at the end and I had 20 different options for that song, but I like that song. So I gave all the money to the person who made that song at the end of that proposal. Damn. Like whatever. I don't even care. It's 1500 bucks or whatever. That's going straight to that person. If you think I do things for money, you're a joke. Honestly, if you know my life, I could have dated you net stayed with Yannette, married Yannette, made family vlog content, had a diamond play button, 
make yeah. $10 million a year if I wanted to. You'd be the one that's respecting and loving me because I have a big following. And I decided to say, I'm not cheating on Yannette. I'm not in love with her right now. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to break up with her. That's crazy. I'm going to go follow my passion. I'm going to go follow what I love. I'm going to go play Call of Duty Challengers, right? Like, I regret taking the money I took from New York because I couldn't play in Call of Duty Challengers. The money wasn't worth it to me. And taking a three-year break from it to do YouTube full-time showed me how much more I loved it. I remember looking at an a, a analytic graph. My biggest month on YouTube made nearly 100 grand. Every day, $3,000, 2,800, 6,000, 4,000, 5,500, 3,500. Yeah. I'm printing Crazy. money like I'm wiping my ass with it. And it's so oh freaking easy. It was the yeah. easiest thing I've ever done. Being a daily YouTuber was the easiest job I've ever had in my life. Everything I was doing was just becoming to this point where I was only doing it for money. I was only doing it for views. I was only doing things because I knew it would grow me to another level. And at that same time, I was still trying to figure out if I wanted to marry Annette, if I wanted to live with her, if I wanted to love her. And all these questions just kept on getting raised in my head. And it, it just felt like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I have to see what's right for me. I have to do the right thing because I always want to do the right thing. So I'll look back at my life when I'm going to die and I'm going to say I did everything I wanted to do. I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish because I have up until this point in my life. And I'm not going to live with any regret. Money's going to come and go. You can't chase the money. If you chase the money, it's going to change you. I've seen it firsthand with people around me. And I'm so happy that I've never changed because of the money. I tip that. That's I tip my hat. That's deep right there. That's yeah. Tip it, please. That's respectful. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of people do what you do, Doug. You can tell you're passionate, you're dedicated, and I hope to see you one day really hold that ring, brother. Is I'm that what to, Brian. that's what drives you know it, right? To. Right, Doug? That's what drives up the yeah. ring. Like you gotta get that ring. That's why you're chasing it, right? I'm always gonna chase something, Jerry, but for yeah. now it's the ring. Yeah. Mm. I respect it, bro. I mean, that's like, and I've won a lot of championships in my day, but I never won the ring. And that's something where I wish I could have said I did it because it's, we I'm both sure know Jerry how hard that is to do, man. I know you got to have the right group of guys behind you and the right grind and mentality for sure. Cause it's a, uh, and right timing at the win. tournament too. You just got to show up on that day. Like that's yep. what it comes down to. Exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe getting the mind right is something that uh, you've been getting used to Doug. I've, you've talked a lot about it. I've seen some DMS thrown about on Twitter. You're hot yoga. Brian tells me all the time <laughs> that he needs to do hot yoga. What's up with this? Like, is that the new thing? My brother told me about it the other day. Like, well, what's so good about hot yoga? It just gives you this sense of peace. And it, it I think the, the, the science behind it is that it's going to be hard for you to get injured because you're loosening up every muscle and every part of your body. So, you just feel incredible after you do it. Any aches you have with your body, any pains you have, any form of arthritis, it's going to mitigate all of that. I mean, any issue you're physically having most likely can get solved through hot yoga. And I regret not starting earlier because you guys know I've been, Brian, I've been working out with you since 10 years ago. Like we're Long going to time. hotel gyms, yeah. going to tournaments, like working out on the Thursday, playing on that Friday. I wish I started this when I was working out with you every day, Brian. Like I'm 28 now and I'm glad that I started now. I've done 25 classes in 33 days, so I've been really consistent. And I'm doing this 30-day challenge. <laughs> I have to go every day this month, so I've been you know, 11 days so far in. But as a gamer, we all know how important it is to stay on top of your physical health because we sit here for 12 hours a day in our chair, probably playing for like six to eight of those hours, and you're yeah. eating fast food. It, it forces you into this bad, health, unhealthy mindset and this bad, unhealthy habit of wake up, get on the game and shower, eat fast food, sit down all day, repeat go, mm -hmm. go, go, go. And then after a week, you start feeling like crap and you don't feel like going to the gym and you don't feel like doing this. Or you don't feel like doing that. So I don't know. I just feel like the hot yoga regulates my life and 
it just puts me in this mind frame of I could accomplish anything I want to. And I already had that belief in my head. Like I could do whatever I want, but the hot yoga is really elevating that for me. And it's, it's one of those things where I feel like I have another person looking over my shoulder saying, Doug, you need to do this right now. Like this is the right time to do this. Doug, don't do this. Fall back and be patient here. Doug, go do this right now. Like, I don't know what it is, but it just feels like I'm opening up a third eye and I'm just along for the ride. Mia, it's good for your mental state, right? I mean, just overall, good for your mental. We can all agree, Call of Duty, a lot of it's mental, like competing at a high level. It's true. I mean, bro, we, we know how mental the game is, bro. Like, It's all mental. Gotta have a, a lot of it's mental. 90%. I feel I like a day 90%. where I go, I'm like discouraged or not mentally focused or like not mentally in the game, I'm, I easily could have a bad day or I could easily under, underperform that day versus a day where I'm super confident or I'm like fully focused. It's like night and day. Brian, remember when we went to uh, dinner right before I flew out of LA? I did that commercial and I met yeah. up with you. And I, I really wanted you to keep competing. And you, you basically told me I'm done. Like, I made my mind up. It's over. And I was like, Brian. And I remember I remember adamantly telling you this. I'm like, Brian, if you're done and it's over, how are you going to want to be remembered? How are you going to want that final game to go? And although you yeah. lost, you were the reason the team came back on Apocalypse Game 4. You yep. went crazy on a 10 streak. You fried the New York subliners. You put on a show. You show people who you are. And I'm sure in the back of your mind, you might've been thinking something like what well, Doug told me is true. Like I can't fucking go out. Like, mm, I know I've been losing all year and my team sucks, but I can't got to show people what I got in me, you know? And it's always going to be yep. in you. It's really about if you want to play or not. That's really what it comes down to. So you made me really proud, even though you lost and you've always made me proud. So it's my turn yeah. to start doing the same for you. Thank you, Doug. I feel like I'm like I'm the odd man out here. Like y'all got something yeah. going on. <laughs> Yo, well, you guys play together. I didn't really play with you, Jerry, but you guys, you guys had your thing, and you guys play every day. But me you and Brian, don't... like that's my nah, day. I'm one. just kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, do you guys think like still a side note thing? But Apple and I have talked about this a little bit, and I mean, Doug, I think you're a good truth for it. Is like, do you think there's that whole stigma? And I know a lot of people have talked about it. Like, does age actually matter? Like to be in the CDL? I saw a Slasher tweet. Like, thank God Clayster's back now. Like he's not the oldest person in the league. Like, does that actually matter or is it passion levels that drop your care for it drops? And like after doing this for 10 years, people just stop wanting to scrim and play the game all the time. I'm curious to see your like take on it, Doug. I think that the Call of Duty League is very new. We're only going into year four. Call of Duty competitive just franchise. Prior to that, salaries were like 10K if you're yeah. really lucky. So, I mean, we haven't really had a lot of long-term structure to this i'm sure crim six would still play if he could have a winning opportunity to play i'm sure brian would still play if he could have another team that would pay him a salary i'm sure that you would still play if you had an opportunity that made sense for you jerry i truly don't think age means anything in competitive cod there's these kids that are supposed to be next up at 18 that i bullied on land this year that i looked at online that i was mind blown what they were doing i'm like dude i never did this at 18 what am I watching? And then I play them on land. And I'm literally laughing in their face because they're trash. <laughs> and I don't know why they're doing that online. I can't prove anything. But all I know is that we're all human and we all have to go to land and we all yep. have to perform. I don't care what you did online. I don't care if you're 18. I don't care if you're 30. Look, I played Clay and I beat him twice this year. That boy was shooting against me, man. He was getting let down by some people on his team and it wasn't the CDL MVP Spart. That's all I'm going to say. So... <laughs> Look, that dude's 30 years old. He was getting fried on the subliners. He had a different team in a different environment, and he was frying. I mean, Clay against me on land probably has a 1.15. And mm -hmm. there's no way of counting the stats, but I could just do it based off of the matches. That dude was frying, and he's 30. Like, 
the age doesn't matter. I, I really can't wait to see some of these top-level CDL players like Simp, Abizi, and Cell as they continue to age if they could keep the passion. I truly think it's a passion thing, but yep. because those guys, specifically those three, because I think they're three of the best players in the world today, they're on fat contracts. They have the ultimate keys to the team. They have the ultimate keys to the league. They basically run things. Like If Cell, Abizi, and Simp want a player, anyone is going to drop what they're doing unless they're scump to go join them. Period. So, like, I'm curious if they could keep the same level of tenacity, focus, and passion over these next five years because they've already been mm-hmm. doing it for three. And because there's a huge money contract coming in and all this prize money coming in, it doesn't really make sense for them to stop wanting to do that. So, no, age doesn't matter. It's a complete irrelevant joke. I will be 30 and I will be in the COD League and I'll be 31 in the COD League. I'll also be 32 in the COD League and I'm not going to go anywhere. And you're going to see all these other guys that are younger than me and they're not going to go anywhere either. And hopefully this league could expand and it can make sense and be lucrative for everyone because I want to see this thing blow up and I feel like people aren't doing things the right way. So I'm just going to go do it my way myself. I do think it's more of a passion thing. I think like what you said, Doug, I like for me, for my experience, it's like I've been competing for 10 years. You know, I've won. I've won the ring twice. And like I got to the point where I was still motivated and like I was still like. I still wanted to work hard and I was dedicated, but you could definitely tell the difference between when I was like 21, 22, 18 versus now where like I'd lost a little bit of that passion. And I mean, maybe it's because I have more responsibilities in my life. You know, I have a daughter now, I have a family, I have a wife. So like, I feel like that just drains you of your energy and attention. So like, it just kind of, I don't know, I lost a little bit of that passion compared to someone who's maybe 20 years old and has no responsibilities and literally dedicates their whole life to Call of Duty. Yeah, I, I mean, I think well you said. hit a spot on. I literally, as you get older, if you are in a relationship or have a family mm-hmm. or have a house or responsibilities, like you can't just come home. Like we all remember those days, dude, where we would go <laughs> home from school. We would literally yep. turn on our PlayStation. We would sit there and we would play for 12 hours straight. And our parents would just bring us meals, hot, warm plates, and you would sit there and not get up the entire time. And it's like, those are the days where passion's through the roof. You're playing anything and everything Call of Duty. You literally wake up, play all day, and then go to sleep and do the same thing and repeat it. And it's like, I feel like when that stops and like real life does kick in, it's just a passion thing. I completely agree with you, Doug. I don't think age matters. It's more of just finding that in you deep down to keep going, keep grinding, and wanting to actually be the best and compete. And I think you can do it. Because I'm a, I'm a firm believer of like anything in life, bro, if you put your mind to it and actually work hard enough, like you'll make it 100% no matter what it may be. So gotta be a passion for me i want to talk about the next thing doug because this is actually something very important that you know i think we all think about what do you think is the best route for players once they're done competing you know like like what happens once you retire well i don't think everyone could be a big content creator i i don't think everyone has that in them i do think that the best route for any active player that's looking for a future after competing because it's scary like you have someone like yeah. I'm going to name drop people like Pred. Dude, Pred is doing everything right. This guy literally is like one of the next faces of our Kyle League if he's not right now. But all it takes is just one bad year and you're out, right? Like that's li- mm-hmm. maybe one bad year and then you get one more year. And then after that, you're out. You might get two years. And it's like, all right, I made $450,000 over two years. What the hell do I do with my life now, right? Like that's the biggest fear that all these players have right now. And the best thing you can do is get involved with your organization as much as possible. Obviously, try to make content. I mean, you're on the internet all day. You know what it is. Like we're kind of intertwined in this world at this point. Try it, you know? And if you don't like it, if it doesn't work out for you, dedicate time to it. What I'll say from someone where it did work for me 
and I don't need COD to make money. I don't need Nadia to make money. I don't need any controversy to make money. As a person who made it through COD when it was at its most dead point, because this isn't like if I had this as an 18 year old kid, I'd be like a kid on Christmas. But like <laughs> for me, it was like, okay. And it was with you, Brian. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to dedicate one year of my life to this whole thing content, winning, all this, the whole shebang. I'm, I'm going to get on phase. I'm going to win. I'm going to make some fire videos, some banger content. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be a movie star. Like, I'm doing this. And I gave myself one year. And that year, every day of my life, I swear, no one in the world worked harder than I did. I did everything I could to be successful. I looked at my YouTube channel at 10,000 subs, and I said, I'm going to get this to 100K. I'm going to get this to a mil. I kept on telling myself every single day, I'm the greatest. I'm the best. I'm going to make it work. I'm not afraid to fail. I don't care if it doesn't work out. I'm going to make it work tomorrow. I don't care if it doesn't work out today. It's going to work tomorrow. Same thing with practice and winning, Brian. I mean, mm-hmm. our practices were pretty intense. You know, like we, we held each other to a standard. It's like, I think for a lot of these guys, they really just split their focus between too many different things. So be very focused and be very clear about your goal and why you want it. And also be very clear that if it's not going to work out, what could come from that? Because maybe you have a goal in mind and you want to be something or do something and you fall short of it. And then maybe something else even greater comes up for you. You always have to be open to opportunities and you really got to stay focused. So stay off your phone and stay off scrolling on Twitter all day long, because I can tell you that that's unhealthy and I've been there before. So it's hard now for these kids, but if you need any help, just ask me. I'll, I'll help you as much as I can. I like it. I mean, I think that's it's so crazy to think about. App and I have talked about this like a million times because we've had so many times in our career where we're like, dude, if we were to stop playing, let's say like, all right, everybody knows about primetime Verdansk, like Warzone, COVID, like yeah. all that stuff happened and it made gaming like one of the most popular things of all time. It's like, what if there's always these what ifs? And I think it's like so scary as sometimes as like a colleague player, like you said, Doug, you could have two amazing years and then you have one bad year and like you have one more bounce back it's like look at players look at clayster for instance he literally won champs uh, then got thrown into the pit got thrown into a terrible situation with new york got put into challengers and now it's like he barely got onto paris legion this is his bounce back year and i know he is older yeah he's maybe on his way out of the league but it's like it can be scary i mean if you don't make it till you're 30 uh you know playing the video game it's like you maybe don't set yourself up for long-term success so I think, like you said, Doug, you always got to be thinking kind of next step, being involved with the orgs, making content, putting yourself out there, not just as a Call of Duty player. Obviously, that's your focus, but you got to you gotta be working hard every single day to uh, kind of always planning for next step, in my opinion. I mean, me and you, we're, we're, we're doing the content grind right now. It's scary, you know, once you get kicked out of that league. I mean, people, you know, got to, they're forced to retire, essentially. Like, I, I like to tell people, like pros, even though they're obviously their main goal is to win, but try to, you know, build a brand. I've seen Doug said this before on Twitter. Try to build a brand. Try to make some sort of content and, like, grow slowly but surely. And that way, if you want to retire, you do have something to work with. And, like, once you're done competing. But, I mean, we'll see what these youngins do. I'm with you. I'm with you. I guess the last thing I want to ask you, Doug, before uh, we kind of wrap this whole thing up is... How do you feel that your name is like fully transitioned to Doug Sensor Martin? You don't even have a middle name. It's just like you're branded <laughs> as Doug Sensor Martin. Do you like that? Do you care? It doesn't even bother you. How does it feel? It doesn't really matter to me. I don't really care. People, people are always going to have their opinion on whatever it is, but they're going to change their opinions based on your actions and your goals. So I think Doug Sensor Martin is cool. Uh, it, funny story um, before we go, because not a lot of people know this, but for the longest time I did it, Yannette, and Yannette is like very special to me. So um, for the longest time when I was dating her, 
for three years, about two years in, she said, she said, <laughs> she, she said to me, dog, <laughs> I said, I was driving to my mom's house and she goes, you middle name censor. And I said, no, my middle name is Taylor. She goes, oh, I think your middle name is Sansor because it's dog Sansor Martin. So even my girlfriend who I was living with for two years at that time literally thought yeah. my middle name was Sensor. She didn't even know my real middle name was Taylor. So it's just funny to see like how people interpret things and how they see things based off of what they're looking at on the internet. So I, I think it's cool, man. Doug Sensor Martin. I mean, it flows. I like it. Shout out, shout out Study. He's the one who came up with it and he just had a baby girl. So shout out Jay. Hey, congrats, Thank you, Jay. congrats Jay. Let's go, baby. Love to see that, man. That's crazy. Wait, Jay's the one that started it? I swear I've heard him say it before, too. It was Jay. It was back in uh, AW. Was the one we teamed? It was when we teamed, and I, I clutched on TJ 1v2 5-5 on TJ and Perplex recovery. I've done Perplex. Oh, and then no. That put us up 2-0. Yeah, that yeah. put us up 2-0. And then uh, I just remember the casters. I don't know who it was. I think it was like Maven, Puckett, Courage. But Jay, Jay is really the one who's like, no, you're Doug Sensor Martin now. You need to make that your thing. You're Doug Sensor Martin. Because all the casters were saying, Doug Sensor Martin again. Like, so it's, you know, it's funny. That's crazy. It's cool. All right. Well, I want to say a huge shout out, Doug. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having some good conversations with us. It's always good catching back up with you. And uh, I know I wish you the best this year in MW2 with you and your team. Hopefully you kill it and uh, continue to rep Boston well. Because you're doing your thing, Doug. Keep up the fire content. And you guys know Doug's socials, but they'll be in the links down below. Um, and apathy, apathy and I will be having a lot more podcasts, having different people on, uh, you know, taking on some hot topics, whether it's CDL related, Warzone related, you name it, we're going to be talking about it. And uh, again, huge shout out to esports GG for uh, kind of powering the whole thing, getting it going. You guys can check us out on iTunes and Spotify as well as YouTube. So thank you guys. And if you guys got anything else, that's going to be it. That's going to wrap it up. I just no, want to say for one having thing. Me on. Thanks for having me on, Brian and Jerry. I appreciate you both. Go ahead, Brian. Absolutely. I just want to say, Doug, I love you. Thank you for being here. And uh, oh, I love you. You're gonna win a ring, baby. I believe in you, man. Woo! Ryan, you're the first one I'm gonna call after I do it. Hell yeah, do it, please. <laughs> I tip it. I tip it, dog. You gotta wrap the the shirtless jersey though, because once you do it and you hoist the jersey, like everybody's gonna be hyped <laughs> for you. Oh yeah, I, no shirtless. Is, I don't care if I get fined. I'm wearing the shirtless jersey when I get on the main stage. I don't care what anyone says. I love Let's it. Go. I love it. Who cares? Like the fines will come, but nobody can hold my boy Doug back. 